What's going on, everybody? I'm Kyle Webb. And I'm his brother, Nathan Webb. And you're listening to our podcast, Two Brothers and a Review. <laughs> oh, wow. Santa's in town. Merry Christmas, everybody. Yes, Merry Christmas. This is our bonus episode dropping on Christmas. Hopefully you're listening on the way to your family's house. Or maybe you're listening with your family after you open gifts. Either way, Merry Christmas and thanks for tuning in. Since it's a bonus episode, I think we should sing Silent Night. Absolutely, that's a great <laughs> idea. Silent, Silent Night. Night. No, no, no. We're, <laughs> we're going to butcher that and they're not going to stop. keep listening. So I can't believe you went along with that. Hey, I'm ready to sing the whole song. <laughs> oh, man. If you guys want to see some more funny stuff like that, get us to 100 followers on Instagram. Uh, it's two bros in a review. Uh, you know, you just got to go to Instagram, hit that follow button, and uh, you get to see some live reaction videos once we reach 100 followers. So do that. Absolutely. We're we're about halfway there. So let's just push it on through. Tell your tell your friend, tell your mom, tell everybody. Just go over there to Instagram, two bros in a review, and follow us. Um, I, I said it last week. Once we get to that 100 followers, our first live reaction video, I will also, with the review be eating different hot sauces kind of like the oh um the hot ones videos and whatnot yeah so that's going to be pretty good um along with following us on instagram another thing you can do for us is listen weekly which hopefully you are uh you can hear us on anchor apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify and several other platforms as always if there is a platform that you want us on but we're not on it yet just slide into our dms over there on our instagram two bros in a review let us know, and we will do everything we can to put us on that platform. And just a little reminder, you know, we tell you guys every week, but do us that solid Christmas favor. Give us that gift. Go over to the Apple Podcast icon on your Apple device and give us the five stars and comment on there something that you like. You just got to search two brothers, two, yeah, two brothers in a review and, you know, leave us a review and... You know, it's free. So, Merry Christmas. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. Even after Christmas is over, still give us those those five-star reviews because it helps us a lot. helps us climb the weird algorithm charts and whatnot. Um, and obviously, uh, weekly listen to us every Saturday at noon. Um, noon Eastern, guys. This is our 14th episode, I believe. The third bonus episode. Yeah. So, we're, we're putting in the work. Hopefully, you guys are enjoying it and... Just support us by doing those things that we asked you to do. Um, what are we reviewing today for the bonus episode, Kyle? Uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. That's This is the bonus episode. So you're listening on Friday to to this review, and then tomorrow at noon Eastern, what do they get to hear us review? Home Alone. Oh, man. Christmas classics. You guys are in for a treat for both these movies. <laughs> I can't wait to get into it. Absolutely. Um we're going to go ahead and skip the housekeeping, though, because we're going to record these two episodes back-to-back, and I've got a long drive home. So we're going to skip the housekeeping for uh, Dr. Seuss' How the Grinch Stole Christmas, but we will cover that with the housekeeping for both this episode and Home Alone next on the, the next week's episode. So there will be a whole lot of housekeeping, but we'll get through it, guys. Yeah, so you want to just jump into it? Yeah, we got to start with those facts. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! <laughs> uh, National 
Lampoon's Christmas Vacation is a 1989 American family comedy film and is the third installment in National Lampoon Magazine's Vacation Film Series. Christmas Vacation was written by John Hughes, who based it on Christmas 59, his short story published in National Lampoon. The film stars Chevy Chase, Beverly D'Angelo, and Randy Quaid. Yes, indeed it does. Um, I got the little summary off the back of the case for you. This holiday season, Clark Griswold, played by Chevy Chase, vows his clan will enjoy the most fun-filled, old-fashioned family Christmas ever. Before you can sing fa-la-la-la-la, he decks the halls with halls of folly in the perennial favorite National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Seeing is believing. There is 25,000 lights on the roof, an exploding turkey on the dining room table, a SWAT team taking siege outside, a festive supported supporting cast, and a John Hughes script full of wit, heart, and sheer goofiness. You'll love it. <laughs> You'll spell Y-U-L-E. <laughs> That's pretty cool. <laughs> the movie is rated PG-13 and has a runtime of one hour and 37 minutes. Damn. Uh, budget and box office. Well, the budget of $25 million and grows $73.3 million at the box office. Whew. That's a, that's a pretty good pretty good box office. Um little side note, only two Christmas-themed movies came out in 1989, Prancer and Christmas Vacation. Did you know Johnny Galecki, who played the role of Rusty in Christmas Vacation, was in both movies? Uh, Galecki also played David on Roseanne, in case you okay. knew you knew him some, from somewhere, along with several other acting roles on TV and movies, to include the role he now plays on The Big Bang Theory as Leonard. <laughs> Not sure if you watch that show, but I occasionally do, so... <laughs> Um, the messenger who delivers Clark Christmas, uh, sorry, the messenger who delivers Clark's Christmas bonus is wearing a jacket that reads Speedball Messenger Service. Speedball is a street term for the combination of heroin and cocaine. Some of you all may that know that. <laughs> um, the same mixture is what killed John Belushi, who started other Lam National Lampoon hits and headlined Saturday Night Live with Chevy Chase. I don't know if it's an odd tribute, perhaps, or just a coincidence. Yeah, <laughs> Let's twist it if that's the way they're going to do the tribute. <laughs> yeah. But I just I want to throw that little bit of information in there because I thought that was pretty interesting. Good old speedball. <laughs> Never have I done that, just to clarify. <laughs> Nor have I. Well, you want to get into the, uh, the opinions? Everybody's got one. That's right. It's my opinion that at the moment you'd be serving this department best by working with me in public relations. Well, opinions are like assholes. Everybody has one. Alright, so I kind of already got the vibe from you that you may not be that big of a fan of this movie. So let's, let's yeah. just start it off with you. What, what you got, Kyle? Well, okay. So I know, like, after reading, like, the fact part that you, that you had on there, uh, I know that it's, like, National Lampoon's, like, Family Vacation Series. Yeah. They didn't go anywhere. They all stayed home. So why is it called the Christmas vacation? Right, right. That's, um, that was that like <laughs> that was working me pretty good. Um, thinking about it. First off, I'll come clean. I've never seen any of the the family vacation movies. Mm -hmm. um, I was never that big of a, a Chevy Chase fan, but it might just be because I looked at it as an older actor, older movie, so mm -hmm. it wasn't my thing. I was pleasantly. 
surprised and pleased with with this movie. So I am now a fan. Um, but to answer your question, it is the only. I did the research. It is the only one that they don't actually go anywhere for the vacation. But if you think about it, they're still on vacation because they're not working. Yeah, and so I thought about it too. Everybody else comes to their house, right. so it's kind of like their family's vacation. If but. it would have been National Lampoon's traveling Christmas vacation, then yeah. you would have had a a point there. But I think vacation is because they're on vacation. But it is the only one, so it's a good catch. It's the only one out of the series that they didn't go somewhere. Yeah, cause, uh, the only thing I could think they could have done was, like, National Lampoon's Christmas, like, getaway. Like, you know, look, that would have been the same thing. Like, you know. But, like, gotcha. They could have just t- left vacation out. National Lampoon's Christmas, yeah? Could have. Family Christmas. But then somebody would be like, well, that's not part of the vacation series. I don't know. As long Um, as it says National Lampoons in front of it, then you know it's part of it. Fair argument. The name Griswolds. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know about you, but I love the opening credits being animated, showing Santa having a difficult time at the Griswolds. It's definitely foreshadowing. Yeah, no, I I thought it was was a nice touch to it because you know how most movies, they're just going to start out with like a Christmas tree ornaments coming down and... All that stuff. And yeah. Like, it, the fact that it was started out animated, like animated, sorry, I'm found, I can't talk right now. Uh, the fact that it started out animated and then going to like a regular person movie instead of right, like, yeah, live action. continuing yeah. the cartoon. It would, like I like that kind of stuff because it kind of keeps you on your toes like, wait, did I click on the right movie? Right, yeah. Because <laughs> I did say that. I was like. Wait a second. If you didn't know what you're getting into, you were like, wait, it was just a cartoon. It's not anymore. But yeah, I, I thought it was it was definitely nice. And like I said, definitely a lot of foreshadowing in that. Um, so the Griswolds on the hunt for a Christmas tree had me feeling like it was Jeepers Creepers. The people following behind yeah, them. Yeah, because that old truck following behind them and getting right up on their ass and everything. I was like, okay, so we're starting the movie like that. I like it. Look, hit a deer. <laughs> and he flicks them off. <laughs> I was like, I laughed a lot, but it was just kind of like, oh my god! Like, I could see like us doing that with the kid, like you know, like <laughs> except for we would probably just tell all the kids to flick them off. Like. Probably, yeah, you're you're absolutely right. <laughs> Speaking but. of kids, uh, probably should have been wearing their seatbelts mm-hmm. because did you notice when they uh, came to that stop, they <laughs> they flew forward. <laughs> Yikes! Yeah. Different time, I guess. Um, I want you to speculate three ways how you think they got that big ass tree out of the ground and back to their car on top of their car roots and all. I uh, like honestly, I was going to bring it up because it <laughs> showed them walk for a long fucking time through some thick snow, right? And and he pulls it up out of the ground, roots and all, carries it back. So just let's just have a little fun with it. Let's let's speculate speculate the top three ways he was able to pull that off. Somehow got the station wagon there and pulled it out of the ground. Okay. Um, that'd he, be one. He borrowed some power from the Grinch, because apparently he had that in this movie <laughs> for both trees. <laughs> I was going to say he made quick friends with a bear and asked a bear to rip it up out of the ground and, and carry it back for him. So yeah. I, I just wanted to, to mix it up a little bit and, and I can't, do that. It's funny because, like, you know, I snowboard and stuff. So, like, watching them walk through all that snow yeah. just made me so mad. Like, why can't we have snow like that right oh now? Oh, my God, no. I don't want snow here. I, I you need to go somewhere else for snow. Let it be nice and warm here. No. Then go to Florida. <laughs> you can't handle the heat. <laughs> I absolutely can handle the heat. That's what air conditions are made for. <laughs> I already mentioned Jeepers Creepers, but then they uh, 
then they brought in Jason and mixed with a little bit of Leatherface. Yeah, I know. <laughs> They're, like, he even held the chainsaw over his head. I thought that was fucking hilarious. Yeah, I, I did some of the research I came across. They were actually, whether it was intentional or not, um, it was referred to as the Leatherface motion that Chevy oh. Chase pulled off. So I don't know if it was intentional or not, but it, it, you're definitely right. It was. I feel like anybody that holds a chainsaw just um, automatically, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, just has, like, that leather face vibe, like... <laughs> Dancing oddly with... Yeah. Throwing it up in the air, yeah. <laughs> it's gotta be. <laughs> but... Yeah, yeah, but Jeepers Creepers and then a little bit of Jason slash Leatherface. It was nice. Um, <clears throat> I, I laughed a lot in this movie. Um, but I laugh pretty hard when they're laying in the bed after putting the tree... And everything stuck to Clark's hands because of the sap, and then at the very end of it, he like got it caught in her hair. Yeah, I was I was chuckling pretty good. How about you? Come on, I kind of like was grinning, but I was just thinking like how pissed Brittany would be if that was me, <laughs> and she'd have been like, "Just go take a fucking shower again or something like that," like because that's probably how Brittany would have done it in, in real life, you know. <laughs> but in a movie, <laughs> that would have been just as funny though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, there wasn't any real hot chicks in the last movie, but, uh, Mary, the lingerie sales lady, played by, uh, Nicolette Scorsese, not related to, um, the famous Scorsese, by the way. Mm -hmm. Uh, she's a former Playboy playmate, and holy hell, she's hot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for the first time, I don't think everyone in the 80s, this 80s movie is hideous, because <laughs> this was 1989. Yeah. But to be fair, it's, uh. Almost the nineties. Oh yeah, that's another thing. Ellen, um, played by Beverly D'Angelo. She's not too bad either. She's she's a little older look. She's actually only in her forties in this movie, but um, she has that one point where she's got a little uh, hole in her shirt. I don't know what that's called, but exposing some cleavage. And I was like, oh, okay, not too bad. Yeah. I'm a horny pervert. All right, so what can I say? <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. You know, like. I thought the the best part was like, oh, what do you think, Russ? And he's like, yeah, I think it's nice. And he goes, and he just like turns and looks in his eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, that that's something similar that happened in one of the previous vacation movies. He oh. was with some other hot chick and completely didn't realize that his son was standing there or something. So that's kind of like a callback to, oh, to that. That's but cool. Again, I have never seen any of them. So, no. I uh, can't remember if I had or not. I just remember. I do remember watching this movie when like a while ago, but it wasn't like real easy to get back into. Like it was just like, like oh okay, another old movie. Gotcha. <laughs> but I I did enjoy it. I just didn't love it. Um, I know Jordan was saying Barb like loves this movie and she like has the soundtrack and everything like that. But like, uh. speaking of Jordan, he had mentioned the the song that plays in the end of the credits. Which I still can't remember what it is, or I couldn't hum it right now if I tried. But when it played, I did. I was like, "Oh, okay, I've heard that song before." So Jordan, if you're listening, which you better be, you're right. I've heard the song before. It's at the <clears> intro, <throat> actually. Hmm? It's the song that's playing whilst the, the animated Santa Claus thing is going. Oh, is it playing in the beginning too? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh -huh. I know. I, I know it plays at the, at the end credits, but I wasn't paying attention to the beginning because I was too focused on Santa. Jordan started to watch this with me, and he got mad that, like, I didn't pause it and wait until he got there, until after the credit. Like, he sat down right after the animated start part started, and I'm pretty sure that's why he was upset, because he liked that song. Oh, jeez. <laughs> but, yeah, so. Another thing I laughed out loud about, like, I, I seriously laughed pretty loud, too, 
uh, when Clark was hanging the Christmas lights on the house and stapled his shirt to the gutter. Mm-hmm. Um, that part was funny, but then the ladder fell back, and when it fell back, it ripped his sleeve off entirely. I I was in tears <laughs> laughing. I don't know why, but that was just that was funny to me. I I chuckled at that, but I laughed more when he got back and he like ended up on the other side of the ladder and he reached for the sleeve that was hanging there. I laughed. I actually was like kind of like. <laughs> Oh, like see, what? I did. I must have been laughing so hard I didn't even notice that he reached for the sleeve. I just know yeah. he kicked off the tree and got back over yeah, there. Oh, he, that's he, funny. He kicks off the tree and he's, he ends up on the other side of the ladder and he's like trying to figure out a way and then he reaches up and he like grabs the sleeve that ripped <laughs> and, and like he doesn't even grab it anymore after that. But that's funny. Yeah, I thought it. I, like I was just like, oh yeah, that's good. <laughs> There's a lot of funny, like cheesy, funny shit that like. It's a little better than like some of the other movies we reviewed that had cheesy funnies. Yeah, I mean it. It it pulled off the cheesy funny. Yeah, Chevy Chase does that very well. That's what I've noticed. Like, <laughs> like last week we covered like Jim Carrey's comedy, which it's not for everyone. This is Chevy Chase's comedy again. It's not for everyone, but his is more like a like a Bob Saget meets Bob Saget stand-up comedy kind of movie. You Bob know Saget I mean? meets Bob Saget? Can't... St- Bob Saget mo- or, like, acting meets Bob Saget's stand-up okay. comedy. I got you, okay. Like, it's... Like, it's all family-friendly, but then there's some... Fucked Raunchy shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Okay. Like, I feel like that's... That's Chevy Chase. I like it, though. Like, I... I honestly wish everybody would do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Instead of being family-friendly every time. So when, uh... Clark and... Cousin Eddie are, are shopping, as you, I'm sure you did. All he keeps putting into the cart is dog food. Are different types and brands of dog food, just mm-hmm. bags upon bags. For, I have two questions. One, <clears throat> excuse me. One, what is all the dog food for? He's only got the one little dog. And, uh, and two, it's all these different brands and everything. But what store, I haven't even been in a pet store that has that many like yeah. dog food lined up in a row. So, where the hell are they at? I know they're at Walmart. I was gonna but. say there was a like when he says the big bags at the top, at the end. Yeah. When he's when he, I think uh, Clark puts like a light bulb down and he like those like three bags and it break, lands on the the light bulbs. It says Walmart in red, so that's because I. Oh, did he actually put light bulbs in there? He he put light bulbs on top of the. There was like some <laughs> bags. Then Clark reaches over and grabs light bulbs or something, and then. Okay, see, that, that's funny. I didn't even notice yeah. that he put light bulbs. I thought it was just strictly dog food, dog food, dog food. No, okay. Clark set the dog food on there, and then <coughs> Eddie threw, like, three more big bags, and you okay. hear it all break. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. <clears throat> like, literally, while he's saying we want to buy your kid's Christmas present, and oh, yeah. he's telling uh, him he don't have no money. And Another thing, where is he getting the money to pay for all this dog food? Because dog food ain't cheap. I was, I was assuming that he was assuming... Yeah, that's Clark was paying for it. Like, yeah, I'm sure he did. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, it was a Rottweiler. You never know. Them motherfuckers eat, like, <laughs> I don't know. He might have, that might have been what he eats, too, because he was loving the cat jello. <laughs> oh, God. That's, yeah. I thought that it was really funny how they introduced Cousin Eddie in the in the family, though. Like, when the lights finally came on, and he goes and he's hugging everybody, and then he, like, he, like, puts his arm around Cousin Eddie, and he's just, like, just sitting there staring at the lights, and, he, and then it was kind of like, Wait, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, about that, actually, I don't have this in the notes, but I noticed that it happened. If you if you ever watch it back, at that scene where um, it's a wide view of the lights or whatever, Cousin Eddie's RV is in, in the shot, but he hasn't appeared yet. And then it goes back to him, and then back to another wide view, the RV's gone. 
Oh, so really? a little continuity error there, which this is riddled with continuity errors, but um, yeah. that's that was pretty funny. There's a continuity error error later on in the movie that like that's one of the things that like I can't get past. I was just like, go ahead, bring it up now. We'll, we'll hit it again if it comes up. But when all the cops bust in the house, yeah, how the fuck did they get on the roof? <laughs> that's a good point. I didn't even think about it then. And why the fuck <laughs> would they do that when like I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I haven't mentioned at the very end about uh, how many cops they, they had there, but I didn't even think about the fact that they came in from the roof. Yeah, the SWAT yeah. team. That's what they said, the fucking SWAT. <laughs> another another continuity error. Again, I don't have it mentioned here, but uh, when they pull up, I believe every one of the cruisers, like it shows the cruiser or whatever, they're all Fords, but then the second shot that it shows them, they're like Lincolns or Mercury's or something. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> I have to watch that, watch that back. <laughs> It, I mean, who knows? It could be a Chevy Chase thing that he does. I don't know. I hope I hope he doesn't just purposely do continuity here. Yeah, that's... Ugh. I've stated before, continuity here is like my pet peeve, but I, I still... This is my... This is now my favorite Christmas movie. Yeah. Speaking but, of... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I, I want to mention it to our listeners because, like, I told you about it. I, like, messaged you. Like, my internet just went out. Half, oh, yeah. Like, I thought I was halfway through the movie because when I when it paused, <laughs> it said there was like forty five minutes left in the movie. I was like, "Oh shit, man!" Got home today and started it back up. Like I clicked resume playing, and it was literally the end of the movie. And I was just like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> like five minutes left or something. Yeah, literally. Like <laughs> it was it was funny though. Like I I don't know. I... <laughs> so when that happened to you, I had finished with. Christmas vacation and I was starting Home Alone mm-hmm. you messaged me that and my internet didn't go out but my movie just stopped like <laughs> I had to I had literally just started it so it was just past the opening credits or whatever yeah. but I had to to rewatch that part again because it just decided <laughs> it wanted to cut off on me so bad juju man yeah I don't know maybe it was just a glit a, a little glitch in in Ohio or something <laughs> um but I I had said that it's my favorite Christmas movie so segue to favorite scene i don't you know i like to do that is before i mention mine do you, do you have a favorite scene by chance and uh this a favorite Christmas. scene for this movie in general yeah. yeah um probably when they're trying when the neighbors are trying to like i guess make love and like the christmas lights <laughs> come on and like they're just like pretty much like blinded and like dying around their house like yeah. i just thought that was hilarious like <laughs> Because and every time the lights go off, then <laughs> yeah, and they're they're still you know you know how what happens when you're looking at lights, like, yep. and then they go off, but you're still kind of seeing them, and then right back they, as soon as they get their vision back, the lights come back on. Yeah. I'll, I'll segue into that saying that they are my least favorite characters in the movie. Oh yeah, of course, absolutely. Um, well, my favorite. So Clark is locked up in the attic. Yeah. Um, even though his feet go through the bunk bed. That, yeah, he could just he crawl up there. <laughs> yeah. um, but he is watching the reel that's labeled Xmas 59, mm-hmm. which is, if you watch it closely, it's footage. The footage from that is actually from 1955, but it's labeled 59. Um, oh. But anyways, that's not my favorite part. My favorite part is Ellen comes home and, <laughs> and opens. I'm, I'm not even going to get through the sentence because I'm thinking about it right now. But Ellen comes home and opens the attic. That just happens to be where Clark is sitting down, and yeah. he just fucking drops the Wiley e. Coyote effect, where he just shows his eyes like, "Who?" It's like, Poosh. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck he was wearing, but just all of it together, it just it, it made that fucking scene so fucking funny for me. That was so. 
it was pretty good. Like when I seen her walking up and I seen that sh the string hanging, I knew that's. I was just like, yep. I think well, the first time I seen it, I thought the same thing. Like, oh, she's about to pull yank his chain. No pun intended. Ah. <laughs> but anyway, back to the the lights. So he went through all of that fucking work. I don't know about you, but personally, Christmas lights to me should be colored. They don't have to be multicolored. They can be all blue or something like that. But all that work that he put into those lights and getting them to turn on, which was just a flick of a switch, and they're fucking clear fucking lights. Mm -hmm. I don't know about you, but come on. I don't <laughs> all white lights. I don't know. Like, I, I haven't seen somebody's house decorated in all white lights. I've seen businesses because it's probably like just easier to, for them to get like that amount or something. I don't or know. City but, code, possibly. Who knows? But, yeah, but yeah. But a house in all white, it's just. Or clear white, whatever you want to call it. I don't know, but yeah. <laughs> and go ahead. Oh no, I was just like thinking about like, like what he went through to get those. Oh yeah, <laughs> this is a fucking flip of a switch. His dad, his dad goes, "Well, I think you better go through and start checking them <laughs> <laughs> one by one." Yeah, I was like, damn, what a dick. Uh, <clears throat> another another thing that. I wouldn't say it bothered me, but why are all of Mr. Shirley's presents shaped the exact same? When when he goes in, when Clark goes in to give his boss the present, for whatever reason he's giving his boss a dick ass present, I don't know. Mm -hmm. On the mantle behind him, there are about ten, fifteen different presents, and they're all shaped exactly the same as the one Clark. It's it's like a pencil holder, not a pencil holder, but like a an office organizer thing it, I, that's what it looks like but every one of them are the same exact thing did you notice that i didn't but <laughs> it's probably because that's what everybody thought to give their balls so i know but <laughs> saying you're not organized motherfucker <laughs> maybe oh shit he his boss seems to come to his senses really easily like i mean it took the whole movie but yeah but I mean, you know what i mean like he was just like oh yeah whatever i gave you last year plus 20 percent yeah <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas and to all a good night. And then, <laughs> then the cops come. <laughs> oh, shit. Cousin Eddie is obviously weird. Um, but did you catch it when Alan told him to go back in the living room and enjoy himself? He threw a couple fake jabs at um, like uh, Russ. Russ. Yeah. And then with an odd smirk said, let's go find your sister. I didn't catch that part. I, I seen him do that, but I didn't. I paused it, rewound it, and made sure I heard what he said right. And then that creepy fucking smirk. I was like, what the fuck? That's uh, kind of like fucking Texas Chainsaw Massacre when the, the two are talking about whatever their dirty yeah, shit with. Yeah. Ugh. What the fuck's going on with these movies? I, but, just some things they probably didn't really think too far into. And they're probably just like, oh, let's go fuck with your sister. But the way it all like panned right, out. Right, I mean... But, it may, in 1989, that may not have, have sounded so gross, yeah. but 2020, I'm like, wow, okay. Man, and then uh, his daughter, when they were introduced, and like, oh, you look, and he's like, he's like, yeah, fell down the well, messed up her eyes, and then she got kicked by a mule, and it went, <laughs> went, went straight back. again, yeah. I was like, oh my God, and I just kept thinking of like crazy eyes from like Adam Sandler movies. Like, <laughs> yeah. And then the mullet kid, like, that was just, that. he'd like. Was he only seen when and that that when they first arrived? Because I don't remember seeing him again. Did he, was he in other scenes? Yeah. Okay. I, like I when, just when they were after the cop. I never. My the funniest thing I remember was after the cops, um, 
like, like you know, like dropped it off or whatever, and they were all going outside to, to look at, like, the Christmas lights or whatever it was. Yeah. The they girl, saw the, the shooting star. Yeah, the girl, the girl and the boy were the first ones out, and his mullet, like, was stiff as a rock. Like, <laughs> I remember thinking, like, dang, that little kid's mullet is gone. <laughs> Like, there's a couple people around here in Dayton that would be hyped on that mold. Oh, guy. why? <laughs> um, <laughs> moving on from mullets, another great scene when they were about to eat the dinner, and <laughs> Aunt Bethany is supposed to say grace, but she starts doing the Pledge of Allegiance, <laughs> and Cousin Eddie stands up. Yeah, he stands up and, like... Puts his hand over his heart. And then they, later, they're supposed to sing, I don't know... At the end of the movie. Like a Christmas carol. And but she's... they sing, um, what is the song called? Oh, I don't know. Star Spangled Banner? Our, our anthem. Yeah, the national anthem. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. But everybody starts singing it with her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like, uh, she's just senile, so. <laughs> right. <laughs> They're all enablers. <laughs> I believe she was 84 or 83 when this was filmed. And then the movie came out when she was 84. I, I remember seeing some. I just didn't think it was significant enough to put it in there. But yeah. she might have been a little seen out. <laughs> um, why are they so, all so afraid of the squirrel? Like, they are acting like it's freaking the death. Like, I, I don't know. Like, they're all freaked Rabies. the fuck out by a squirrel. It's just a squirrel. <laughs> Maybe it's rabies. I don't know. <laughs> he goes, where's Cousin Eddie? He eats these things. So he goes, not... <laughs> She goes, not anymore. He's he's on a low carb diet or something like that. I I thought it was hilarious when he turned around, like, where's the squirrel? And the squirrel's on his back, and like he's like, squirrel, and they all just run up the stairs and then run back down. And the dog and the squirrel just destroyed the house. But I mean, who knows why they're scared of it? I I don't know. I just, I get it. If it was a rat, okay, maybe. I don't know, but. A squirrel, it's just a squirrel. Just open the damn door and let him out. Yeah. I don't know, but I guess they needed a scene for him to go freaking out all over the house. I don't yeah. know. Um, how about we uh, we talk about the best scene? What do you, you got a best line? If can you remember anything specific or best like short dialogue? Uh, best. Actually, I take back my favorite scene. I think the best scene is when he's visioning the pool, and oh, yeah? like you see the side boob, <laughs> like. <laughs> I thought when he turned around, he's going to have an erection when he's talking to his niece. Right! I have that actually mentioned later, but yes, that, yeah. that would have been... Whew. That would have been a little more... <laughs> like, oh, Uncle Clark. She goes, Uncle Clark? And I was like, she's not going to say, what is that? And yeah, I goes, know. Are you Santa Claus? And I, I was, was like, oh, thank God. I was thinking the same thing, though. Yeah. <laughs> well, what about best line, then? Or, or is it that part? Are you Santa Claus? <laughs> yeah, are you Santa Claus? <laughs> well, I, I think... Um, Ellen says, I think it's when uh, Clark is, like, pretty much at, at his end and um, telling everybody they got to stay. Uh, Ellen says, I think it's best if everyone just goes home before things get worse. Clark responds, worse? How could they get any worse? Take a look around you, Ellen. We're at the threshold of hell. He chuckles, but then it cuts to <laughs> Cousin Eddie's RV pulling away from what we assume to be Clark's boss, Mr. Shirley, mm-hmm. which she's most likely kidnapped inside, obviously is. But yeah. just that whole, that dialogue, and then going to that scene of him pulling away. <laughs> it's like, well, now you, like, you never ask how, how could things get worse. Right. <laughs> they always do. <laughs> Another funny moment. Uh, Griswolds are all frozen because the police bust in, which we kind of touched on a little bit. Mm. And then Ellen lifts her hand to welcome uh, Helen Shirley. Yeah. Did you notice where her hand went after that? 
Like she lifts up to, to shake it, but then you see where she put it back? On his, on his junk? She, she put it directly on his fucking cock. <laughs> so there she is holding uh, Clark's cock. Um, <laughs> I noticed that before, but then when I was doing research, I found out um, she improvised doing that. And she only did it on one take. It just so happens to be the take that they used for the film. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> of course. Yep. By the way, was the entire police force and SWAT team really needed for this? You kind of brought it up earlier. Like, they brought the fucking United States military to this motherfucking house, basically. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess he was a boss of a big company, but <laughs> not for a kidnapping. For a kidnapping, you need, like, two detectives. Maybe four. Four at most. <laughs> They don't need to jump no, out of the roof and people. through windows and shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was just ridiculous. Overkill is what they call that. A little, little bit of overkill. I mean, I guess that's what made it funny, though. Yeah, it, I think that's... They're trying to overdo that scene just to, you know... <laughs> I said it already. Um, I love this movie, even though it's riddled with continuity errors. Um, so I've, I've got a few of the continuity errors here. But really, it's there's continuity errors all through the fucking movie. Um, so first thing, it's a full moon, both at the beginning and the ending of the movie. Mm-hmm. So at least seven days have passed the full moons. That's, that's not the way it works. <laughs> um, another thing, when Clark is looking into the dining room, watching his family argue, the chandelier is gone, but in the very next shot, it's back. Oh, so shit. in the case of the missing chandelier, <laughs> um, from the interior of the house, the attic ladder is shown as a slide down, but from the attic, it's one of the fold up designs. Yeah. So, there's, those are just three of the continuity errors out of probably at least 20. Oh, yeah. But, I still think this is my personal favorite Christmas movie now. <laughs> well, there's one. Mine's Elf, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to review that one. Yeah, I know. Christmas kind of got here quick, and we were still doing Thanksgiving and shit. Like, I think we've done more Christmas movies than we did Halloween, though, which is a little shocking. It's just, you know, like, it was just, I think we started halfway through October, Oh, maybe. No, we didn't. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was just trying to trying to make excuses. It's all good. We got plenty more time to yeah. to do some horror movies. Yeah, because after January, then we just start picking our own movies, right? Yeah, I mean, we we kind of discussed off off air that January the theme will be our personal favorites. So if you're still wanting to do that, yeah, that's what I think. Okay. I mean, I guess I can like I don't want to pick Elf as one of my personal favorites, but it is a pretty good movie, but. Well, there's there's still a, a potential potential day that we can review Elf this year. Yeah, yeah. this yeah. year. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. <laughs> Trope. <laughs> no, I'm <just> kidding. <laughs> I mean, we've we've hashed out our our opinions. I mean, again, I I said a lot. Is there anything I left out that you want to give some opinions of your own? Um. Well, I kind of brought it up about the superhuman strength that Clark seems to have. Like, not just the tree at the beginning, but when he cuts the tree down next to his house and you just see it getting pulled out of their window, it's like, can you guys show us the whole family pulling it down? Or is it just Clark out there by himself? Like, Well, that, that is when he had the Jason mask on, right? So mm-hmm. he's got that Jason strength. So yeah. He was already, like, kind of crazy about the check and shit. So he's like, yes. I love that part when the fucking Christmas tree goes up in flames and he's just sitting there oh, and yeah. just like on fire and shit. <laughs> like, dude's lighting stogies everywhere and just getting causing mayhem. Like, tell, take the fucking things away from this guy. <laughs> right, right. But, I mean, yeah, that's, that's really all that I have with it. Why did you even mention the cat? 
I just completely forgot about the oh. freaking cat. And then, and then the chair. <laughs> he goes, what are the, what are the chances I can, I can take this? Or whatever he says. It's like, oh my god. Yeah, that, they, they're like, oh. Must have been bad wiring or something like that. And it's like, no, the cat was chewing on the fucking cord. <laughs> He's just lucky enough that that came out of the wall. But he was unlucky enough that Clark walked in and plugged it in. Bad wiring. The, the, see all the freaking extension cords and yes. whatever those adapters or whatever are called. <laughs> Good lord. Oh my god. In, in real life, that house would have burnt down anyways. So. Yes. <laughs> It brings me back to the days when I worked at Rocket Town and we had like fire marshals coming in and checking extension cords and stuff like that. Like, was that, it bad? Huh? Was bad? No, I'm saying oh. like like seeing that on in that movie like is probably why they have fire marshals checking <laughs> extension cords. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean that's all that I have. If you want to get into the tropes, I am down to get into them. Well, what's your overall opinion of the movie? You haven't actually you because. I got the feel that you weren't into it, but as well, always, I, I feel like I might have turned you around a little bit. What? It's not that I wasn't into it. I just the title fucked me up. Okay, you know? but <laughs> but overall, it's it's a good Christmas movie. I think if anybody, any of our listeners, haven't seen the movie, spoiler alert, I guess, but uh, you should definitely watch it because it Chevy <laughs> Chevy Chase does a wonderful job, and you get to see some beautiful side boobs. Absolutely, <laughs> they're not che- they're not Chevy Chase's side boobs. <laughs> Trope, there it is. That's right, my favorite segment of the reviews. Uh, let's get right into it. Christmas light chaos. Kind of self-explanatory. So when decorating for Christmas is a major part of the plot as it is in Christmas Vacation, there's always issues in disaster. Mm-hmm. That's Christmas light chaos. Okay. Um, this, is also another exa- this is also an example of another trope called over-the-top Christmas decorations for obvious reasons. Yeah. So two tropes right there. Christmas light chaos and over the top decor- Christmas decorations. Yeah. Um, another one that's making a comeback uh, or making a, another appearance is covers always lie. It's kind of self-explanatory. Clark is never shocked on the roof. Yeah. I was waiting for that part to happen to see what was going on. He never gets shocked on the roof. So <laughs> um, covers always <clears throat> lie. Uh, Berserk button. That's another one that we've talked about before. So when Clark finds out that instead of a check, his Christmas bonus is a year-long membership to the Jelly of the Month Club, which that sounds fantastic, <laughs> not really. He isn't exactly happy about it, and he goes a bit berserk. A bit? Yeah. <laughs> so that, that check slash Jelly of the Month Club certificate is the berserk button. Yeah, he goes a bit Jason Leatherface Jeepers Creeper. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. Big blackout. So I think this is the first time we've we've had this trope. Clark causes a big blackout. It's for about 10 seconds when he turns his Christmas lights on. Mm-hmm. So whenever there's a big blackout. Did you notice that when they turned the switch, it was just like it was an app, like a normal thing. There was like, oh, let's we'll flip this back on like yeah. at the power plant. Like it's right. not just like, <laughs> I remember thinking like, oh my goodness. <laughs> Can you imagine being the reason of a blackout? Like, oops. <laughs> All right, so Bumbling Dad. That would, that would probably be me in one of these kind of movies. Um, Clark is a prime example of this trope. He's well-mannered, and he's intelligent enough to have a well-paying white-collar job, but every time he tries to create the perfect Christmas for his family, some sort of disaster happens. Yeah. Probably has to do with the, the Christmas light disaster. Um, so, yeah, Bumbling Dad. And then Chekhov's Gun. 
Again, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right, but I'm going to continue to say Chekhov's gun. Do you remember what Chekhov's gun is? Not really. It's, uh, since I started, you're going to remember. It's an object that makes an appearance, and you don't think anything of it, but then it's later brought back into a scene, and it's a main part of the plot. Oh, yeah. Okay, so Chekhov's gun for this, Cousin Eddie's act of emptying out his RV's toilet into the Griswold sewer is foreshadowed to have disastrous results. And it's exactly what happens in the last act of the film. Mm-hmm. So you don't think anything of him out there dumping a shit into the sewer other than he's just dumping shit into the, into the sewer. Yeah. But then the last scene, see what happens. Yeah. So, not, not like a major, <clears throat> major thing that time as it has been in other movies we reviewed. Yeah. But um, Distracted by Sexy. Can you guess what that is? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking... <laughs> <laughs> the chick of the mall. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Clark is so fixated on sec- on the sexy brunette sales clerk showing him her panties that he fails to notice the son is standing right next to him. It happens again when Clark is daydreaming about her in the pool and Ruby Sue comes up behind him. <laughs> and this is what I said I'm going to come back to because you already mentioned it. But good thing Clark apparently needs Viagra or that would have been a whole different scene. Yeah. <laughs> Very true. Uh, Finagle's Law. So basically, if it can go wrong, it will go wrong. That's mm-hmm. what Finagle's Law is. And this trope happens um, pretty much... The whole movie runs off of this trope. Yeah, I can see that. Right. <laughs> Obnoxious <clears throat> in-laws. Kind of self-explanatory Ellen's parents. Um, they will yeah. never miss an opportunity to put Clark down. Yeah. So no. Obnoxious in-laws is a trope. I'm lucky. Sc- I don't have obnoxious in-laws. Right? <laughs> um, the Scrooge. So Clark's mean boss, Mr. Shirley, who suspects Clark's Chris- Mr. Shirley, who suspends Clark's Christmas bonus in lieu of the membership to a Jelly of the Month Club. Yeah. He's the Scrooge. <laughs> the Grinch. We've had that before, obviously. We just reviewed the Grinch. Yeah. <laughs> um, in this case, it's the snooty yuppie neighbors, your least favorite characters, Todd and Margot next door. Which is Eileen from Seinfeld. Correct. Yeah. Yep. I remember thinking like how could she play a mean person? Because, like, <laughs> she's kind of like the dumbass. And, I don't know. <laughs> but. The reason you suck speech. So, when a character delivers a speech to another character on all of the reasons why that other character sucks or is a ho- horrible person. That's known as the reason you suck speech. In Christmas Vacation, this happens when Clark finally tells Mr. Shirley what he thinks of him. <laughs> uh, heel face turn. Brought this one up last time. Mm-hmm. Um happens to Mr. Shirley after Clark gives him the reason you suck speech mm-hmm. for canceling employees Christmas bonuses without telling them. Not only does this convince Mr. Shirley to reinstate the Christmas bonus, but he tells Clark to add 20% to whatever he made last year, causing Clark to faint in disbelief. Yeah. <laughs> I chuckled when when he fainted. I was just like, oh god. Yeah. <laughs> I probably would have too. Like I mean, if he's going to put a, a like in-ground pool and with the Christmas bonus, then he add 20% on that. I don't know what the hell he's getting. Right, but. that's what I was wondering too. <laughs> this this job must pay pretty good on the bonuses when they do give them to him. Um, and the last one I've got, this is short on tropes, but there are a lot of tropes in the movie, um, is Miss Fan Service. So a female character who provides a significant amount of fan service, generally for males, by merely being on the screen in revealing or provocative attire. In this case, it's obviously Mary, the lingerie sales clerk. Yeah, like she's only in there twice and that's it. Both <laughs> times she's Miss Fan Service. So that's all the tropes I've got for this one. It's it's short troped, but 
there's a lot of tropes in the movie. This is mm-hmm. just the ones that I yeah. think of. So. Well, I mean, if that's all you got, then I'm going to go ahead and plug the Insta. Let's do it. Well, you know what to do, guys. Go on Instagram and follow us, Two Bros in a Review. Uh, you know, like we tell you guys every time, when we get to 100 followers, we're going to start doing reaction videos along with reviews. And I'm going to do, for the very first one, the um, the hot ones idea. So I'll be having a couple different spicy hot sauces that I pick up from a local place called Jungle Gyms. Be eating that along with doing the review. So I'll get some, some pretty good ones. So my reaction will be worth watching. Let's yeah. put it that way. While we're doing the <clears throat> review, he's going to be doing that. So yep. not only are we going to be doing what you love to hear and reviewing movies... <laughs> But he's going to be suffering. <laughs> you think my... I stumble over words now? Just wait until I got a mouthful of hot sauce. Yeah, <laughs> I like spicy stuff though, so that's why I'm doing it. Not Kyle. Kyle's not a big fan of spicy. It's all good. But Jordan did volunteer <clears throat> to, to be part of that too. He did. So. That's right. Okay, yeah. So I'm not letting him back out of that. Like yeah. that. That's where I partake in this. I won't let Jordan back out of it. So you, at least you won't have to, you know, go at it alone. <laughs> so, sounds like a plan. And since I know Jordan doesn't actually listen to our podcast, I'll go ahead and put this out there. I'm going to get him some extra spicy spice uh, sauce that yeah. I'm not using. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you would know that if you'd listen to the podcast, Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. We love you, Jordan. Yeah. He um, was listening to it the other day. I heard him actually downstairs listening. <laughs> that was pretty cool. Just want to remind the listeners that this being a bonus episode means that tomorrow, the regularly scheduled weekly episode will go live at noon Eastern, and we are reviewing Home Alone. Yes, we are. <laughs> That's I. I can't wait till you guys hear this one. That's gonna be good. You guys are gonna like this a lot. <laughs> um, you can listen to us each week. Anchor, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify. You know the drill. Um, several other platforms. Just let us know if there's one that you want us on that we're not, and we will get it on there for you. Slide into our DMs at that Two Bros and a Review Instagram. Let us know what you guys thinking and what you guys ain't getting it from. Uh, make some requests too you could give us some requests and then we'll we'll think about it I think you were saying someone hit you up and um, did, did kind of give me a review like a criticism which you know good bad ugly whatever uh, kind of criticism I'm not saying it was good bad or ugly or anything like that but you know that's that's uh <clears throat> that's what we're asking for we're asking for some criticism some feedback we just we want to know what we can do better to make you guys love us more <laughs> absolutely you can do that through instagram and other those sources are reaching out to us but it would really make a difference if you go to the itunes go to the sorry go to the itunes or apple podcasts and give us a five-star review and leave your feedback there yeah that so, really helps us climb those charts so absolutely but, uh, um and it's that time i think it's going to go ahead and give a trg plug yeah, I do it every week. It's your turn. You don't do it every week, but uh, I'll I'll hit them up. TRG, those random guys, find them on YouTube. They're um, on other platforms too, but I personally listen to their podcast on Tuesday when it drops. Um, they do other content that drops different times, but the Tuesday one is the one I listen to, which I don't think they had one this week. I want to talk to you, Corey. But yeah, our brother Corey and our uh, non-blood brother, but adopted to the family, Tommy, they there's Two guys that just, they're random, and they just sit down and talk about random topics, and it's its good shit. Two random guys. <laughs> That's right. TRG Network. Go give them a listen. Yeah, two random guys, two two rows and a review. Like we, 
We got to do a collab eventually, guys. Absolutely, we get do. to it. <laughs> you got any additional plugs you want to get? Uh, well, um, I'm not going to go start plugging my, our Instagram more because we are having, I guess you could say, technical difficulties. We want to, before we start our YouTube channel, we're going to get this animation that we were trying to get for the intro for every, uh, it'll be at the beginning of every video. Kind of like how we do our, our intros. You so. said before you plug your Instagram, you meant before the YouTube. I, the, yeah, okay. my bad. Before we plug the YouTube. So I'm not going to go into detail with that. We did it last week, so. Well, I will plug mine. Um, High Society Productions. I'm going to make sure I hit this every week because I, as much as I need the list, we need the listens on here. I also need the viewers on my YouTube channel. So please, 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 please go over to YouTube. Find High Society Productions. It's me with my, my High Society hat on. Give my videos a like. It's Watch them. Hit subscribe. Absolutely. And just like this, tell a friend. Got to get got to get my viewers up and listeners on this channel up also. Or this podcast up. Yeah. Uh, that's all that I have. You got, is that all you got? or That's all I got, brother. That's all that I got for, for this week. Uh, you guys, make sure you tune in tomorrow at noon Eastern. Uh, I'm Kyle Webb. I'm his brother, Nathan Webb. And this is our podcast. Two brothers and a review. Adios, Merry Christmas. <laughs>